0: This is Career Competitor, and it is the podcast that believes we all have a competitive self that drives our optimal performance in our careers and within our lives. My name is Steve Meller, and in the past 15 years, having been a coach to high performers, Olympians, business owners, executives across all walks of life, I have come to find that Competitiveness comes from within. And I'm going to be using this podcast to really showcase how competitors from all walks of life are finding optimal performance and have built the careers that they have today. Hello there and welcome into this episode of Career Competitor, where I am excited to be joined by Nikki Kett and Nikki is going to be providing so much great insight through her own coaching lens, which is somewhat different to mine, but I love having fellow coaches on the show so that we can continue to widen that perspective and potential for impact through the role of coaching. So Nikki and I are going to dive into why we must avoid putting too much weight on outcomes in how they can define our value. Secondly, we'll move into the importance of truly paying attention to ourselves and living within our body. Finally, we'll touch on how the universe meets us through the level of intent and decisiveness that we live life by. So these three things and much more within the conversation on this episode of career competitor and if you want to learn anything more about Nikki I encourage you to head to Instagram check her out at nikki ket coaching and you'll be able to get a great feel of who she is what she provides on that platform as well but for now let's not delay things any further and get right into the good stuff with this episode of Career Competitor with my guest, Nikki Kett, and I hope you all enjoy. Hey, before we carry on with this episode, let me bring your attention to a link that you'll find right there in the show notes so that you can subscribe to my monthly email. It's just going to give you some awesome insights on who it is I am, what it is I've got going on, and maybe there'll be one or two food for thoughts in there that can stimulate your process, get you to get a little unstuck, get you to take a little bit more action, and maybe get you a little closer to optimal performance as you start to shape a stronger version of your optimal self. Go ahead, click that link in the show notes so you can become part of the ever-growing email list that's receiving this awesome insight each and every month, courtesy of me and courtesy of Korea Competitor. Now, back to the episode. Okay, our career competitor today is helping female entrepreneurs gain the confidence to step fully into their authentic expression to serve others by developing their offerings, marketing, and sales so they can start attracting soul-aligned clients into their businesses. As an intuitive life and business coach, our guest comes from a similar path to myself, having left the world of college in elite level swim coaching a few years back to become certified as a life and mindset coach along with being a certified Breathwork Facilitator, a fellow podcaster who co-hosts the show Sports Bras, Jockstraps and Crystals, where they dis- demystify the woo, ignite your athlete ambition and unlock your infinite potential in sport, life, leadership and business. You should start be seeing why our guest resonates so nicely with what we're about on this podcast. It's why it gives me so much pleasure to welcome into career competitor, the wonderful Nikki Kett. Nikki, how are we doing?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you here. And there's so much of your journey, so much of your story that we have both privately shared with one another that we obviously relate with and have so much in common in so many parts of that journey. But the one place I really want to start with you today is this notion of being competitive, because we both came from this world where it just felt like you were completely surrounded by competition, whether it be getting the athletes to compete, whether it be coach to coach, program to program, whatever it was, it was just everywhere you looked. And I would love just to sort of get your present day view, present day perspective. What in the world does competition look like now or the competitive energy? What what does all of this sort of look like within your day or in your perspective today?
1: Yeah, such a good question. I think it continues to evolve and expand and I've experienced different forms of competition throughout my time as an athlete and coach. And I think it's really looking at the energetics behind being a competitor and noticing, you know, in my own journey, when am I competing from a place of scarcity and lack and believing that some outcome or something outside of me is going to make me feel more whole internally and i think when we're competing from that place it's like very forceful and it's hard and it's not fun um and so yeah i think now just redefining what competition means i i feel like i even almost have this like aversion to that word in my body because i've heard it so much in like these elite environments and it's like, I still want to be elite. I want to unlock my potential, but from a place of wholeness, from a place of knowing like my soul's truth and purpose and, and moving in alignment with that. And there's still fear there to take that step because we have like all the thoughts that and stories that our brain offers us. But really just moving from this place of integrity and like knowingness and worthiness and wholeness and it's more like a embodied place of knowing this is what I love to do like this is this is the arena that I'm doing it within right now and it's just my playground to explore myself to expand myself and I think um just to go back to my time as an athlete there were times when I was swimming in college and like, that's what it was. I was just grateful to be in an environment where there was that exploration and there were challenges, but it was like integrating those so that I could become better. And I think then as a coach, there were environments where it was this like embodied expansion. And then there were times where it was like, you are a piece of shit if you don't create this outcome. (laughs) And it's a very Mm -hmm. different energetic that's driving Our actions, so yeah,
0: yeah. I'm really hearing the the notion of the cost. Like it was almost as though there was a huge cost when you look at it through that lens of your former athlete. And I completely relate. I was I was the same athlete. I was the same athlete. I would just drown myself in just you know all this all this discouraging language when things didn't go the way they needed to go. And it was looking back, it was like the cost of speaking to myself that way and looking at the result that way was so out of alignment with really what I needed to support my potential and so much of what you're talking about today that doesn't sound it doesn't sound as though there's any cost at least from a inner standpoint you seem so clear on the why behind why you're pursuing whether it be your best self whether it be you know having the best most successful business you can have the cost seems to have kind of disappeared and it just seems to be complete alignment with what it is you're pursuing am i am i capturing that well
1: yeah and i think it's important to say like sometimes i get stuck in the the illusion sure. the, the scarcity it's like so much programming and conditioning that an outcome when we get there you know i was talking with a friend yesterday about a change she wants to make in her business. And she's like, well, will it be a waste of time? And it's like, what the heck does that even mean? (laughs) Like, (laughs) if you're enjoying the journey, and you know, this is where you want to go, then it's just like, really expanding into that journey and enjoying the journey. And that's like, that's where fulfillment is, is in that interaction of like, this is where I know that I want to go. And then moving through those challenges. And Yeah, sometimes we get stuck in in the ego and the mind that's like telling us that really essentially it's the idea that where I'm at right now isn't enough. And so the more separation we create between like where I am now and this big goal that I have and how I'm so far away from it and like making this moment in that separation not enough, making ourselves not enough. Now there's this huge energetic like void in our bodies. And that's then we're creating from, from pressure, from like, I have to do this. Otherwise I'm never going to feel whole and complete. And that's just, that's the illusion. And I get sucked into it sometimes. And it's like, I got to come back to being in my, to actually feeling that, to feeling not enoughness in my body or to feeling inadequacy or whatever whatever damn story is being told by my mind, because your mind wants to keep you safe. It's like, we got to make mm. sure we get this outcome. So we don't die. Like, we got to make sure we make money so we don't die. Like that's, that's literally the illusion.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the that, that word enough, like the moment you said it the first time it was like my entire body just sort of did this little awkward uncomfortable sort of jitter all the way through it because it is one of those words that you can just close your eyes and go back to being six seven years old and someone's telling you like oh that's not good enough and and it could be a teacher it could be a parent it could be whatever it could be someone and then you don't necessarily appreciate how much you then start to hear that through childhood and how you carry that into adulthood and especially when you and I come out of this world of sport it's just like Not good enough, do it again. Like how I I cannot, I wouldn't even be able to guess how many times I heard that as an athlete. And you can't tell me that you're not gonna slowly take that into life, into living, and look through a lens like that at times that quite frankly, it's just not gonna serve you. So I'm I'm just curious because I love that you brought this up and it's such an important topic. When you do start working with folks today and they're coming to you because they really struggle with this notion of what is enough. I'd love to just get an idea of where do you start? Where do you start with such a complex issue that you know is probably built upon years upon years of thinking certain ways? I'm just curious where you might start.
1: I mean, I think starting with with the questions, like a lot of times, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of retired elite athletes that can't let go of that experience or they want to go create this certain outcome and then they become entrepreneurs after they're, you know, leaving sport. But it's like, I have to be an Olympian or I have to get on the Olympic team or I have to do this before I can retire. I have to. And it's just asking, okay, why? with any of it, like I need this promotion or I need to make this amount of money. Like it's coming from, I always intuitively know that it's coming from a place of like the illusion of them thinking when they get that, that they can feel like their career was worth it or that they're, they're good enough. They're worthy now to have the promotion. And it's like understanding that when they get there, knowing that they're not going to feel any differently because it's a conditioned pattern that starts in childhood, which, you know, generational trauma that are, you know, where parents were conditioned, they put that onto us. It can come from our parents, but it's really just a reflection of what happens in, in society and in the programming and just keeps us on this hamster wheel chasing, chasing, chasing And so, just starting to ask those questions like, why do you want that thing? Why do you want to be an Olympian? Why do you want the promotion? Why do you want the money? And it's like, and what would be enough? (laughs) Always asking that. What would be enough? You're like, I never even thought about that. Like, I don't know what enough would be. Yeah, it just can't be defined. Like, when you can't define Mm -hmm. enoughness, you know that it's just this like thing. It's an illusion that you're just consistently chasing 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 and it will never be fulfilled externally
0: mm. and again i think we the first time we spoke it was it was almost as though we found this immediate connection of that very notion of just like we were both able to early enough in life to kind of just notice like hey we've been made to feel that we're supposed to be chasing something that deep down when we just sort of stop and give it some real thought maybe it's not what we were wanting or that we see we were able to see already at that point in our sort of early mid-30s like turns out we could keep going down this thing for many many years and I don't think we're ever going to be satisfied I don't think this is ever going to serve us to our fullest self our truest most authentic self and as you were speaking there immediately my just my journey in, in swim coaching to kind of climb the top of a mountain and get there and be like this isn't enough. And if this isn't enough, then why the heck am I on this mountain? <laughs> like, if, if like, why would I keep going? Because it's never going to get better than this, technically. And for whatever reason, this isn't filling my cup to the way I was hoping that it would. And so, as you're asking those kind of questions, I'm just curious now because I think this is where people can really relate how good are the answers that people give you when you when you keep egging them on like that, when you keep sort of pushing them towards their whys? Like, are they quality answers or, or are they left kind of wondering, I don't have an answer. Like, what what is it more of?
1: I mean, they're usually just stunned, like just stopped. It's, yeah. the que- it's always, you know, being being intuitive. I always know the question to ask somebody where they're just like, oh shit (laughs) like i don't have an answer for that (laughs) and just making people think and reflect and i think that's what we are doing when we're in these environments where you know it's like you win the big 10 championship or you win the gold medal and it's like the next day It's all of a sudden that's not even enough. Like, we can't even just enjoy that and appreciate it and celebrate it and see like who we became in that journey and integrate that experience. It's like, well, now I got to get the next gold medal. And you're, you're, I'm looking around like, is anyone actually fulfilled here? Like, is anybody enjoying this journey? Like, the way that the way we're coaching, it's just the energy. That I feel walking into that environment, it's like the fear, the pressure of this isn't enough. Even if we win a freaking gold medal tomorrow, it's not enough. And so we have to go right right back to getting on the hamster wheel to just be on the illusion again. And so just, yeah, just sitting with those questions of like, why am I unhappy why am I always angry? Why am I always irritated? Why is everybody around me irritated? Why is nobody like actually sinking their teeth into like how fulfilling and and incredible the journey can be? Like this is just not what I signed up for.
0: It truly is remarkable when you can and and one thing I will say is it's it's a more slight shift than I think people appreciate. I don't think it – and again, you can push back on this. Feel free to. But I, the one thing I noticed was that once I was able to simply have that awakening of, of the fact that fulfillment is something that I can establish for myself on my terms, it was – the awakening itself was huge. But the shift in terms of who I am, how I show up, what I do, how I go about my day – It didn't feel like I completely threw my old life out the window and had to bring in a whole brand new one. It was just like this heightened awareness for the first time. It was like I was finally looking through these glasses that no one had ever given to me. No one had ever prescribed these lenses to me before. And so I'm just curious, when you think about your journey now, so you've gone through that journey as a swim coach, you've built your business over these last few years. I'm just curious what that experience was like for you from that shift towards this fulfillment that you obviously pursue today
1: you know i think the awakening is like a spiral <laughs> just you hmm. go deeper and deeper into it and i i feel like in the last month have had like just another level of of awakening in the sense that you know sometimes we in entrepreneurship like i can get lost in this is the next goal like i created i I made this amount this month and I like, now I got to do it again. And, and noticing like where my energy is now going into the pressure of sustaining that and holding it. So it is, it's like the ebb and the flow and the learning and what it's like, I'm watching myself in this experience. And in the last month, like just so deepening into the amount of, Of pleasure of like how good life can get. And it's like when you experience that where it's like I'm connected with these people that are so aligned with me that are reflecting to me who I am and my power. And it's like a whole nother frequency, like feeling like my heart is just opening to like this moment. This life is so sacred. Like every day, is just an opportunity. Like, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's like that in itself is, is amazing. (laughs) Right. You're like feeling your feet in the sheets. My partner was saying like, wow, like your feet on the (laughs) sheets, like the sensation of that. (laughs) And it's like, it sounds so silly, but it's just like these little things. And you realize when, when you can experience that you can live in your body. It's like, if you want to eat French fries, order the French fries and actually taste the French fries and enjoy that experience. It's like that will, when you feel that, then you realize like money is responding to your movement. in in that frequency, creating money, chasing money or chasing something outside of you, just pales in comparison to actually like the fulfillment of life and then it's like that's that's the addiction it's like the dopamine the chase of like ah oh, i got to get this thing outside of me and it's like you can just you feel the difference between like a true desire which is like slowing down and being intentional and appreciating this moment Versus a want, which is a an addiction. Like I have to have this, and that feels it's like so much survival in our body. It's so compelling. I describe it to some of my clients. I've said it before. It's like okay, your your date you you're starting to date someone, right? And you're like the addiction is like. I need them to text me back. Like you're waiting all day. Like I can't wait for them to text me back. What's happening. I don't know. Do they like me? Do they not like me? Is this going to work out? And you're like literally just in that addictive energy. And then like they text you're like, oh, my God, they text me. (laughs) Like (laughs) that is the addiction. That's like the wanting energy. And it feels like it pulls you in. Right. But Mm. like a true desire and your true power is like I am whole. I am complete and I want to be with a man that picks me up and takes me out and it feels we're present with each other. It feels good. Like I, I know that I am enough within myself and because of that, I desire to, to have a relationship that meets me where I'm at.
0: Mm. So, so many things immediately <laughs> jumped to mind. Piggybacking off what you just shared there, it's so funny. You know, my wife and I met uh, seven, as, as we're talking, but probably when this episode comes out, it'll be almost seven years to the day. And there wasn't a moment in our relationship where I, I ever found myself guilty of any of those things that you were just saying, because when we met... I'd had my first sort of awakening in life of like the need for me to start investing in me, find true love for me, passion for me, and, and learn how to be more present with that those around me. And it's funny because everyone in my world says there's there's pre pre Steve or pre Britney Steve and post Britney Steve, and and, and I'm like, listen, I tr- like trust me, I was working on me before I met Britney, but I can see how the timeline lines up, and it looks like it was all her. And so this is something we joke about to this day, but. The fact of the matter was that I suddenly found myself in a relationship with someone who saw me as enough because I was seeing me as enough, you know, and it, and it started with me and recognizing that in me and, and the depth of that work. It wasn't about, and this is the other point I wanted to make now, going back to how you initially responded, what I noticed in the way you speak is you don't talk about adding things. You talk about deepening things. You deepen You don't bring more in when, because most of the time you already possess what it is you need. You're just not doing it enough or you're not really appreciating it or respecting it enough. And and that's what I was able to do at that point in my life is I was able to deepen my relationship with myself to open myself up to a more meaningful relationship in life. I've noticed that in my business, but I hear that in you and your work is this ability to say I am enough. But I'm not enough because I keep bringing in new things and new ideas. It's because the things I actually possessed, things that God gave me, I'm now seeing them. I'm recognizing them. And I'm doubling down, tripling down on those very things. As as I'm speaking, I'm seeing you nodding. So why don't you just keep it going?
1: Yeah, just It's like why I hesitate to just call myself a business coach because it's really about creating (laughs) from your sense of personal power and like that it expands your business. It expands your relationships. It it expands money. It's like everything is created from internal, internally, how we decide to feel about ourselves. And like what you're describing is like, yeah, like you created meeting your partner because the universe is always meeting us. So when we make that shift, it's like we shift a little bit. And then all of a sudden, that thing that we we wanted and we just deepened into like believing that we were worthy of that. It, it's like the feeling of desire when we're like, oh, I actually get to have that. <laughs> like, I don't have to chase it. I just have to be that in my own kind of frequency. And then things outside of us start to shift. And I was, I was telling my partner this we've been on this journey for like over a year and a half of both of us doing a lot of our own inner work we've had some periods of separation and coming back together but it's like people you can think about deal with the dating apps where they're like there's no there's no one on these dating apps and they keep swiping (laughs) through it and it's like it actually is has nothing to do with the dating apps it's you interacting mm-hmm. with whatever dating app you're on or wherever you are and i remember being i was so still stuck on getting my ex partner back or if that would work out when i i found my current partner and i remember this kind of series of events happened i was like i actually just have to feel all of this and let go and decide that like I'm worthy of the partner that I want that's like gonna do this work like the inner work with me that has a spiritual connection like I fully just released and then decided like this is what I'm going to have and I remember being I was at Disney World and I was in line Uh with my brother And I was on Hinge and I, I literally like in, in the next moment was just swiping through profiles and I had this feeling come through my body. I saw my now partner on the app. I was like, this, this is the feeling. This is the person I, I liked him. It said like simple pleasures is like meditation. (laughs) And I enjoy people that are connected to themselves. I'm like, this is my man. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, that that's like where Journey started. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I love yeah. it. Be- I, well, I was just going to say, I love it because it's very relatable. I, I think there's so many people listening to this right now that they have partners, they have that special someone. I'm sure they can relate, especially when you think about when that relationship is firing on all cylinders, and then when you maybe have some of those moments where you're you're in conflict and you're having issues, like it, so much of what you're speaking to here is that ability just to remain so focused and almost take ownership. I'm hearing that too, like take ownership of yourself, like say, "Hey, I am me, and I get to possess and be me," um, and and how to show up in what I do within a relationship, for example. But to bring this into now the business side of things, I'm curious. Something you said there was. This notion of the universe is always meeting us in terms of the energy that we bring. Let's say someone's listening to this right now, whether it be a new business that they're looking for, a new career, promotion, whatever it is, what might that look like in terms of them doing some work, some just initial surface-level work on themselves to where the universe can actually meet them as a version of themselves that they obviously want the universe to meet them as?
1: Yeah. I mean, the first step is just deciding. And I think we get we get stuck in this wobble. It's like we have this kind of whisper of I want to start this business or I want to make the shift in my career and the wobble of like, can I have this? Can I not have this? Will it work out? Will it not work out? And that keeps us in this indecision. And then people think like surrendering or attracting is going to happen when you haven't decided. It's like it doesn't actually work like that because You have to decide and move and and walk through that fear as the portal to the universe meeting you. And that's true. True surrender is like, I have this knowing this is where I want to go and actually like energetically I'm deciding and deciding means that it's inevitable. Like I don't know what that journey is going to be. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't have to have this exact plan of exactly how it's going to happen because it never actually happens the way you think it's going (laughs) to happen. But it's just like, I decide, I trust myself. No matter what happens, I'm going to walk myself through this. I'm going to figure it out. And I think that is alignment. Like, this is my soul's truth and purpose and inner knowing and that doesn't mean like I have to have 100% clarity of exactly what the business is and what it's going to look like because it does evolve with you but it's just having the knowing and then kind of following those breadcrumbs and, and deciding again and again like I'm going to keep moving because this is where I'm feeling called to go
0: I love it and again resonates so much with me if you are wobbling right now, I love that term because it's like the perfect, it's such a wonderfully accurate way of describing it. If you do find yourself sort of wobbling from one side to the other as you think about a next step or a first step, commit. Go ahead and decide right now. Take it from Nikki. Like it's, it's a great opportunity for you just to simply make a decision and live with the decision just for a little while. Again, and allow that time to run by where you can actually – step into it, learn from it, and maybe grow from it or learn from it in a way where you need to know that, hey, this wasn't the right idea, but it's a decision nonetheless that you can take and learn from. I'm curious, though, now, the importance of the support system that comes with that, too, because I know you're such an advocate for coaching. You are a coach. You receive coaching. I, too. And then even when we look back to the first part of our conversation today, that world of competitive sport, a lot of the time the support system is little to none for those people that are actually overseeing the the coaching. You know, it's kind of like, hey, this is my way or the highway. You're kind of stuck on an island and you choose to be on an island. So it's such a one eighty. Talk to me a little bit about the role that maybe a support system has played for you in the growth of your business. And I'm sure there's ways that other people can learn from that.
1: Yeah. It's I mean, it's so important. I definitely would not be here without having coaches and mentors. And, you know, I think it's holding both truths at the same time where we need support. We need people to help people that have walked the path that we're on and are on the other side of it. And have that embodied wisdom where it's like, I can, I can now help somebody who's starting their business and they're like, oh my God, it's so terrifying and I have all this self-doubt. It's like, that's normal. <laughs> like, welcome <laughs> to entrepreneurship. That's that's right. something you you have to know how to move through. So having mentors that can see what you're doing and, and show you, it's like how, how to collapse time, because you're not having to figure all of this out on yourself with yourself, hmm. somebody can support you. So it's holding that like you you want support and guidance, but also the, the truth that nobody else can do it for you. It's like mentors support and they guide you and they co-create the experience with you. But at the end of the day, you have to be the one that's walking I think that's important for coaches as well, where it's understanding like we, we don't actually have control. So as a coach, when I'm working with a client, my job is to see them in their highest vision and to help them get clear about what that potential is and to bring that potential out. But I can't control them. I'm not going to be walking through their life every day. Like, did you do the coaching homework I gave you this week? (laughs) Right. It's like, right. Trusting that they're going to, they're going to step forward with the level of kind of the level of power that I step into. And I think that's been kind of a journey in, in my entrepreneurial journey, like the level of clients that I've called in where at first, like, you know, I'm, I'm in self-doubt or I'm like, are they going to get this result? I don't know. Um, and so like, you know, having clients that maybe would miss a call or they're not showing up on time. And it's like realizing that's a, also just a reflection of like the embodied belief that I hold. And so now attracting a different level of client where it's like, they know what they desire and want, so they're showing up to the coaching. It's it's a co creation. I'm not controlling mm-hmm. them. They're not like give me the answers. I want you to do this work for me. It's just like we're we're meeting each other, um, in a different place. So, yeah,
0: co creation, co creation. I love it because again, I, I for, for those that want to pick a good episode of, of Nikki's podcast to go check out. Just so happens that I was on it around episode 10 or 11. So start there. That's a good one. Um, but the, the something I talked about while I was on is this notion of a shared space. And co-creation is yet another great term for that very notion of, I love this balance of providing someone guidance, but also making sure they incorporate a level of ownership through that guidance too, is, is for them to say, hey, listen, I need some guidance, but I'm not looking at this as you tell me what to do and then I'll just go do it, it it's that notion of I want guidance I want to pull from your wisdom I, I love that you use the word wisdom too like pull from your wisdom pull from your experience but without ever being naive enough to think that anybody's taking these steps other than me like I am the one taking these steps and that remains to be seen in terms of where we are right now I feel like it is especially for these athletes that I'm sure you work with like speak to that like I've always I've I've lived this life of being told what to do when to do it how to do it and how do I make decisions now and and like to simply learning some muscle of autonomy if you will of just trying to actually build that out I'm sure anybody listening to this can relate to that combination of having guidance and then implementing ownership as well I think it's so important and before I let you sort of leave us with all your insights of where we can find you and how we can find you and all that kind of thing to sort of tie this whole discussion in a bow i, I talked about competition with you at the beginning coming off the back of what you were just sharing here I'm-, I'm just curious like when you look at your days now and you put it in a win column or not so much a win column uh i'd love to know how you maybe look at your day now in a way and say nailed it crushed it this is this is what i wanted my day to look like and i absolutely delivered like how do you define that win today
1: Hmm. I think it's um it's such a good question but it and it comes back to you know it's been my own journey of of working with mentors and having coaches who you know have multi-million dollar businesses and I think that it's easy as an entrepreneur and now um working with other women to help them grow their businesses. It's like when we get stuck in the place again, where we're trying to be this perfect student, like, did I check all of the boxes today? Did I follow Mm -hmm. my plan today? Did I get it right today? And for me, that's like, again, looking for this answer outside of me thinking that like, did I do what my coach told me to do? Like, did I do it because I'm a good student? And then it's putting me in this place where like, I'm not actually the one that has the power. And so like, to at the end of the day, feel like, did I see myself? Did I know that I have the wisdom that I am the creator that I am showing up to every conversation from self-sourcing my own power and then interacting with my day from that place. <laughs> it's like, I'm not on Instagram looking at what everyone else is doing. Like, I'm just like, well, this right. is my truth. And I can also learn from other people, but not from a place where I feel like something within me is missing. And those are mm. those are the most fulfilling days where I'm just like, I'm so powerful and, and not in an egotistical way because we we right. all are so powerful. We all have so much to share and to offer. And it's, yeah, can I see that within myself? Can I see that within others and help them them bring that out? And can I create everything from that place? Can I create my content from that place? Can I have my coaching calls from that place? Can I do this podcast interview from that place like that that's the fulfillment at the end of the day
0: love it wonderful way to assess a day and i think uh for for all the insights that you provided here i encourage anybody listening to that to say hey maybe start with just just once a week see if you can look through that very lens once a week if you're not looking at with uh, uh, a successful day through that lens at the moment what might it look like to just simply look through a lens like that once a week, and just ask yourself, "How true to me did I stay today? You know, how aligned with myself was I throughout today?" Uh, I'd be very interested to see how the other results around your day start looking when you look at things that way. Because, you know, I'm such an advocate for what you do, Nikki. I, I lo- I'm so thankful. I've been finally been able to get you on the show. Uh, before I let you go. Tell everybody where they can find anything and everything they need to know about you.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Such a fun conversation. Um, and right now, the best place to find me is just on Instagram, Nikki Cat Coaching. And um, I don't have a mastermind right now, but I'm just taking on clients one on one to uh, help people step into their their gifts and create a business from that place. So um, really working with kind of kind of new entrepreneurs that are, you know, you're over the job. You're like, I know I'm meant for so much more. Um, so that's mm. who I'm supporting in my one-on-one work right now.
0: Love it. Well, ladies or husbands of ladies who are listening, whatever it might be, friends of ladies that are hearing something like that and thinking, okay, this is right for me. Um, make sure you reach out at Nikki Ket Coaching on Instagram. Nikki, I appreciate you so thankful that uh, we get to remain in one another's social worlds and 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 keep tabs on what one another are doing and again just thankful for your generosity of insights and for your time today so thanks for coming on yeah thank you thanks again for listening to this episode of career competitor and before you leave be sure to take advantage of your free one-time discovery call with me to see how i can be of service to you as a coach or potentially even your team. Depending on what it is you're looking for at this point within your career, I want to be able to serve you with 30 minutes of my time to see how I can be of use to you and help you on your path of continued growth towards your optimal self in order to find optimal performance. Be sure to reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com, or just head to the website careercompetitor.com. I look forward to connecting with you soon and bye for now.